Hello and happy Friday. You made it. You did make it through the whole week. Congratulations. And you're already, you're already up to minute 15 of the airport minute. I am your co-host, Jim O'Kane of TVDads.com. And I'm Mark Cerulli of CovertOps.tv. And... We are talking about the first, the end of the first quarter hour of this wonderful movie, the 1970s Universal Pictures Airport, the greatest disaster and first, not greatest disaster, but greatest disaster movie, and one of the first disaster movies of its ilk. Uh, we are right now talking about the head of Lincoln International Airport, Mr. Mel Bakersfield, AKA played by... A.K.A. Minneapolis Internet yes. Airport, standing in for... Lincoln. Chicago, yes. And uh, Mel Bakerfield, of course, played by the amazing and wonderful... Former circus acrobat, Burt Lancaster. And it shows in every inch of this movie. The fact that they didn't hand him a trapeze... I would have watched that. That would have made it a better movie, even, Mm -hmm. if if that's possible. Maybe there was one in the bedroom, but we'll get to that. (laughs) Mel? (laughs) Come down from there, Mel. You've got to change it to your tux. Mel is chatting up... His sister, Sarah, who had the audacity and gall to marry uh, Vern Demarest, ace pilot and uh, Who's a burr. snake. He's a snake. Yeah. The snake. He's a burr in the side of the head of Lincoln International, who all brother-in-laws must fight. Bert can't figure it out. He's looking at uh, Barbara Hale, and he says, Why you would ever stay with that overage juvenile delinquent, I'll never know. Dear old Barbara Hale says, Well, there's just the two of us, and if I left him, what would I have? Well, that's a good reason to stay in a lousy marriage. Yeah. Bert doesn't turn around and say, well, you'd have half. Right. Think about it. It's 1970. Come on. And then he then he reaches into his top secret pocket to pull out uh, a pager. Oh, yeah. Which wasn't a pager a brand new item back then in 1970? Yeah, that was – he was like the cutting edge. This is like pulling out a Tesla. You know, this is the top of – someone is – able to call you from wherever you're at, as long as you're within range of their uh, radio, and buzz you to tell you to call the only number that you can call for the pager. Every every time the pager buzzed, it meant call into your office because they have a message for you, which I don't understand why he looks at it. There's no alpha, there's no like character display. And then he, he, just looks- he gives his sister a better kiss than her husband gave her, which is yeah, a little and- creepy, but that's okay. Saying yes. Well, there you go. He was in a lot of Roman, you know, gladiator movies. Keep it in the family. You know what I'm saying? There. (laughs) Maybe he got stuck to the Aquanet. All that that hairspray that she and she gives him a great little wistful look as he walks away. Yeah. Kind of a a look tinged with regret. Well, yeah. Well, she was Barbara Hale, ladies and gentlemen. Yeah, so she'll she'll be back later on in the movie. Don't worry. We'll we'll see her toward the end. You know, dear Bert was giving her friendly words of advice by asking her, "Wouldn't you have more?" Think about it if Vern left Sarah and she said, well, he won't because she's group insurance for him so that anytime any of his uh, trysts on the side get too serious that he flashes his wedding ring and uh, they all go running away and he comes home. And By the way, for you millennials out there, tryst means hookup. Yes, that's that's the current the current lingo. He's got one extra girl from what his uh, temporary wife. Wife of the wife of the week. She runs away at the sign. You know, he sees I'm married. I can't do anything. And then then they leave. And Barbara Hale describes it as his disaster insurance. That's a nice way to look at. Yeah, uh, yeah. Scorned woman just gives up and walks away. Sure. <laughs> Whatever. That's the way he is. And uh, and then uh, uh, Mel goes to the white courtesy phone. Yes. And he does an other- odd little move. He like answers the phone, looking kind of almost looking into the camera, and then he turns back and forth. Yeah, well, he's got to find his 
you know, sight lines. And he has to look like he's, you know, busily thinking about something. And then they crane up to a nice overhead shot of Barbara Hale driving. Yeah, and he kind of watches her driving off in the dirtiest. I mean, I know it's it's winter time, and but that is about the dirtiest Oldsmobile I've ever seen. And it's a brand new Oldsmobile. It's a 1969 Oldsmobile right there. Mm. She's driving away with a nice grimy car. Of course, that was back when they used salt on everything. There was no no salt areas. That was that car probably had car cancer the first year they owned it. She drives away, drives past a line of uh, taxis, taxis, including that nice big. Uh, Checker, Checker cab, cab right there, number 38. Which I remember. I remember taking them in uh, New York City back in the 80s. They were really comfortable. They were great. I mean, you They could, had a pull-down seat. Remember that? Yeah, yeah, a little could, jump seat. You could seat. fit four people in the back. Easily. It was like a living room. You could just park it. Mm-hmm. So uh, while she drives away, not even, what, what have we got, gotten, 15 seconds past when she drove away? Not right. even 15 seconds have gone by. We see Dino coming out the side entrance there, mm-hmm. down one gate. And, he uh, wants to get his thing on. Yeah, so he's he's marching out, and he just doesn't even break stride. I mean, if as you're looking toward the last seconds of that minute, you can see him uh, getting into the checker cab and well, reaching for the checkered cab, reach, reaching for the checker cab, and Barbara Hale's car is right there at at the ten o'clock position on your. On your screen. Oh, my God. What? So uh, he didn't give that one 50 feet. He shouldn't, next time, he should have just have her drive him wherever he's going. standing 10 count. Yeah. <laughs> At least just walk inside, go one Mississippi, or get a cup of coffee. <laughs> All right. But, you know, hey, as Woody Allen said, the heart wants what it wants. <laughs> oh, dear. So we're he's off to some mysterious uh, rendezvous. Which uh, we'll figure out in the next minute, won't we? Yeah, I, I would hope so. Yeah, that's uh, that's a whole other week and a whole other story. And, and what's charming is on the back of the cab, it's uh, it's their phone number, which is Federal Two Seven One Seven One. That back many, many, many years ago, all the exchanges uh, were letters, right? Yeah, they had the the two letters and the number, yeah. and uh, that that seven seven digit. You didn't bother with an area code because everybody in well, this would be the Chicago area, so everyone in the three one two area code would just dial those last seven numbers, and you'd get whatever that phone number was. They didn't need more than uh, nine million phone numbers. And if you wanted to talk to an operator, you just pressed O, and a live person got on the phone every single time. They were there. They were there for you. I remember but, once uh, when I was a kid calling the operator and telling her what the weather was doing, and the woman was like, oh, really? <laughs> uh, then the police showed uh, up. No, I'm a, yeah, a long, long time ago. Yeah. But yeah, those those were the days of, of old giant cars. And there were <laughs> when he's getting in that taxi cab, there are no seatbelts anywhere to be found. So that's... Mm. No, and there's no safety barrier for the driver either, because, you know, criminals were... They were a lot more considerate and compassionate back yes. in the 1960s. <laughs> Just different different methods. Mightn't I have your wallet, sir? <laughs> pardon me, sir. <laughs> All right, pardon me. Can I have your that Rolex, phone, please? please. Yes. Let me relieve you of that Rolex. Uh, but it is such a, uh, you know, it, there there are elements in this movie when you look and you see the architecture is pretty much the same now as it was then. You can see today, you know, you can see today in the past. But then when you come across things like checker cabs and you see the way everybody's wearing fedoras and things like that, it it pulls you right out of, you know, th- this movie dates itself mm. very quickly. Very I mean, we, well, we haven't even talked about the uh, security arrangements. We'll be doing that in the next couple <laughs> yeah, of weeks. Oh, my God. Yeah was actually uh, civilized. Well, it was still in 1970, plane travel was still glamorous and, and exclusive and, and yeah, enjoyable. 
we were barely getting into the hijackings. I mean, we were having uh, hijackings to Cuba in the late 60s, but nobody ever thought of that as something that would be a common thing. That was a rarity. It was extremely, you know, you didn't have to have the pat downs or anything. It was, and there's key parts of this movie's plot that rely on the fact that we don't have to worry about getting other you know, getting taking apart your uh, your suitcase, yeah. or I mean, emptying movie... your pockets and taking your shoes off. This movie is gonna just if you have not thought about the past or didn't live through it, it's a different world. Yeah, th- this movie would have been uh, a short if uh, they had the scanners that they have today. You know, exactly. Yeah, <laughs> yeah the, the villain just like, hey, raise your hand and hey, what's that? Yeah, what's well, that in there? <laughs> those wires go. Yeah, come yeah. talk to me, please. So it's yeah, it's definitely a, a different and the, the idea of a stowaway, forget it. <laughs> right, right. Treated with a wink and a sandwich and a cup and one of the bottomless cups of coffee in this movie. Yes, and sandwiches. Ah, the, or the idea that anybody. One of the things that we're going to look at later on, this will be in future weeks. The idea that anybody that was involved with the police would have anything to do with bringing people to individual airports or or, or airlines to talk about getting the money for rides and things like that. It just, this would not happen. This is, it is a a very different world. Uh, But we'll be, we'll be talking about that in the next couple of weeks. I realize this is a very short minute. There isn't much happening, but it's setting up, this whole week has been setting up stuff that's coming up next week, uh, especially when we meet a new character, uh, which (laughs) Dean's assignation uh, coming up next week. But we'll have a, We'll have a lot of interesting discussions on that. Please join us next week. This is going to be a a great week next week. We have a wonderful actress, uh, Rihanna Black, uh, who's going to be talking with us about the acting qualities of different things going on. This I know we we've been emphasizing how much how great it is seeing Burt Lancaster doing his thing and and Dean Martin doing his thing. Uh, but we are going to be seeing you know some some new people. Uh, on screen that really hold their own uh, when you're thinking about they're dealing with these greats. I'm, I'm sure it's probably a lot easier if you are working opposite a great actor, but these people have to pull in performances for the some of them for the first time in, on a big screen. We'll be talking about that with Rihanna Black next week. Who uh, thankfully is an actress and she can uh, get she some knows, good perspective on all this. She knows this stuff, yeah. So I look forward to uh, next week's show. This, this past week has been very good. Again, apologies to Mr. Bob Luparillo because uh, we had originally had him on for this previous week and uh, unfortunately the audio did not come out to our liking and we want you to stay with we have the podcast. very high standards here at the airport minute yeah that's true and we'll have bob on in a later minute hopefully and uh, hopefully with better audio so that you can enjoy uh the the comedy stylings of mr luperell he's a, a really great guy and it was a tough decision to make to uh reshoot or retape this past week but in the end we we thought what would mel bakersfield do and well, then the decision was obvious. Call Petroni. Right, exactly. <laughs> exactly. Uh, so anyway, we'll join, join us next week with uh, Rihanna Black for another uh, exciting week of uh, great airport stuff. More ex- more exposition, a lot more complications, and lots of longful staring. And a contest will be coming up about an unusual item that you'll be seeing later on uh, in the next uh, five minutes of of airport so stay tuned uh if you'd like to reach out to us we are always available or mostly available when we're awake on face 
Right. <laughs> don't bother us when we're sleeping. Yeah, shh. Yes, don't. I don't really like the beeping noise, but please uh, check us out on Twitter. Go to Airport Minute. You can find us also on Facebook under Airport Minute. Visit the Big Monster website of airportminute.com. And if you'd like to subscribe to us, we are available on iTunes. So subscribe and, and leave us a nice comment so that people can find us and know that what a great show this is and how cool it is for you to be listening to two old guys talk about a real old movie. And uh, you, you can find me in the back of a checker cab just driving there you around. Go. Just driving around. <laughs> and while the, while the snow comes down gently. So join us next week and we will talk some more. But in the meantime, good day. Bye-bye. How's it going, sweetheart? Remind me to send a thank you note to Mr. Bowling. 